Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi. Um, joining me for this episode are uh, Mike Huber. Hello. Hi, Mike. And Carol Garboden Murray. Hi, everyone. Hi. Carol, I've been working on saying your name right because I've said it a few times in the last couple of weeks and I always mispronounce the Gar- Garboden. I always want to say Garbodern, like I'm going right into Murray. So I just want you to know Thank that you. I've been practicing. I didn't even notice. I'm not picking. <laughs> I think I did it okay that time because of the practice. Anyway, um, we've been talking about doing this episode for a while. Um, It started, I think, with with just a conversation between Carol and Mike. And then, Mike, you texted me and you were like, we need to to record about swings in in early childhood. So we'll start with this poem. And then I'll just let you guys both talk about why this is important. And then we'll go from there. You know the drill. You've been here before. Um, so we're starting with a poem by Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, I haven't practiced it, so I can't do a true poetic reading of this. Sorry, everyone. Um, but the poem goes like this. How do you like to go up in a swing, up in the air so blue? Oh, I do think it is the pleasantest thing ever a child could do. Up in the air and over the wall till I can see so wide, river and trees and cattle and all over the countryside. Till I look down on the garden green, down on the roof so brown, up in the air, I go flying again, up in the air and down. Um, he's good. He, he does good poems. Mm-hmm. I, as soon as I read this, I, I was like in my childhood front yard swing that my dad had to right. pour concrete into the yard to keep it from flipping over when yeah. we, you know, when we swung. So it took me right to my yep. own experiences. But And what, that rhyme scheme, it's like one. Yes, the it other. goes he's back like, and forth. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah um so anyway why why did this come up for you too I had never really thought very seriously about swings I'm I'm thrilled that at my new job we have a a great set of swings and Mm -hmm. and then I realized that some of the teachers were not happy with swings didn't we're kind of having a conversation about like uh, you know, I don't want to push kids on the swings. I don't really care for swings. Kids need to do it themselves. When I first came, the swings were kind of up high and I lengthened the the chains because I wanted kids to be able to get into the swings themselves, but I had never really thought about it. And then I started thinking about my own experience. And then I thought of Mike, I was like, for me, swings is so much about this, this sort of adventure, this it's, I, I associate it with rough and tumble, just going as fast yeah. as you can going as high as you can. And I just hadn't thought about how different people think of it. And so I texted Mike and I was like, wow, have you ever thought about, (laughs) have you thought about swings and everything kids get from swings from a motor standpoint and from a rough and tumble interactive standpoint? And I have. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true because I mean, it's that vestibular. I mean, just when we're thinking of the physical thing that's happening, the vestibular input of going back and forth and your sort of center of gravity is changing and all that. A lot of the same things that do happen when you're roughhousing, you know, you're getting knocked over in different ways and things like that. Um, obviously without the the physical jostling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but it touch. is giving you, 
or the touch you yeah know, that which too. can be yes. uncomfortable for some kids yep. when they're doing rough and tumble but there is that input and so working when I was working at a center that had occupational therapy, like a wing, you know, therapy wing, every single therapy room, that's what they have, you know, mm -hmm. in fact, um, they'll have usually like a, a hard point and then various swings on carabiners, depending on the child, depending on. So I remember observing one child where he was kind of done with the swing that was more of a bucket seat. And he wanted something where he had to do a little more work, you know, a little more. Um, and he was uh, non-speaking. So the therapist had a kind of, you're done with that one. You know, they did some sign and then um, she picked it. There were like three other swings to choose from along the wall. It's just like, do you want this one? You know, this <laughs> one. And, you know, it was just really interesting, right? Like how important it is. Um, but it really does give you that, well, first the vestibular input, but then also to stay up in a swing, it also requires your core strength. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those, so the, Jill Connell is actually the first person that probably really got me to think about swings huh. and her book, um, A Moving Child is a Learning Child. I did look and she doesn't say much in there, Yeah, but I've seen her in person twice. Um, and she does always talk about it when she's in person saying that every playground needs seesaws, swings, merry-go-rounds. I mm -hmm. think, I think she used a different term for it. She's yeah from she's australian right <laughs> down under yeah. yeah and then um i'm trying to think if she talked about something else. oh because she also talks about i think they call them jungle mm -hmm. gyms we call them monkey bars yeah but you know yeah. so they're doing that bilateral motion yeah but, yeah she was talking and yeah all the things that have been taken away from playgrounds yes that was my point when she when i met her it's like <laughs> yeah so here there's none of that yeah. and 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 i think that's why when she wrote the book she didn't realize that in the United States, we just don't have those things anymore, right. or very, very rarely. Like childcare playgrounds and early childhood program yeah. playgrounds. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, and I was so happy we had swings at my new school because in New York, you have to have so much like area around every swing mm -hmm. and depth. And a lot of childcare centers are not going that route, right? Mm -hmm. Taking them out because they take up so much room mm -hmm. or they are um, not putting them in at all because of this. You, if you don't have space, it, it's, it's a big, it's a big space taker. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of this comes from, or, or what sparked some of this, at least with you, Carol, at the beginning was that idea that teachers don't want to push children on swings. If, if the swing, even if the swings are there, it's it's like you know what we would call for a child a non-preferred activity. It's like right, something right. they're not motivated to do um, themselves. And um, I hadn't thought about it, but when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, I've definitely worked with people who didn't want to mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. I mean, I think for some people it was just boring, um, and they they got tired of it, or physic. It is kind of physically difficult to push. Mm -hmm children in swings all the time. And um, I know there are some folks who are like directors who who thought, saw it as being lazy on the playground. If you station yourself behind a swing and just spend the whole time pushing children, then you're not as actively engaged or you're not doing all the other things they want you doing on the playground. Um, but, yeah. but I had forgotten those experiences until you said something. Yeah, yeah and for I... me, oh, no, go ahead. well, actually I'm gonna say this because I'm teeing you up. <laughs> when Carol texted me about it, the thing I had never thought about, I was like, oh, 
plenty of people look at diaper changing as this chore that they have to do. And it's like, oh my gosh. And they barely make eye contact and they like pick the kid up without saying anything and you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what people do with swings. Like, okay, I'll push you, you know, like this, like, um, and they'll do it for a little bit, but it, yeah. they feel like it's a chore. And it wasn't until when it was Carol texting me, I was, I was immediately thinking, oh, all of that, <laughs> um, that, that serve in return, that caring, that mm -hmm. relationship building potential is there. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I kind of teed you up, Carol, because I'm sure you're going to say something about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. And I just like, you know, for me, I often stand in front of the swing, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and let the child like kick my hands or I grab their yeah. knees or I say, Hey, get out of here. You keep coming back. And they're, and the grab them by the ankles and hold them in the air yeah, for a minute. Before mm -hmm. you go. Or, or, and I had that experience growing up with uncles mm -hmm. and aunts who, who pushed me like that when yeah. I couldn't pump. Right. And I remember that. I remember going high and having the underdog push and having the yeah. blast off to the moon push and having the someone in front of me, you know, grabbing my knees or my elbows or there's this, um, there, yes, there's this invitation with a swing, an invitation to connect, an invitation to like, I love what you said. What was it? Serve and return. Yeah. And I think I just hadn't realized what a great part of my childhood that was. And then I also saw some teachers really working on teaching children to pump. And I was like, okay, let's think about that for a minute. Sit, imagine your body sitting in the, in the swing and you're holding on and you have this core strength and every, all the coordinated efforts it has to take to lean back and then have, and then extend your legs at just the right time and then pull your mm -hmm. legs. And, and it does come, but, but I don't think teaching a three-year-old to swing is appropriate. Well, <laughs> gonna get as you say that three-year-olds fall out of chairs yes. right. <laughs> where they don't have to adjust to a moving thing. They have to adjust to their own body and they can barely do it. So, yeah. So I'm like, well, I was talking to my husband and I was like, I don't, I, it made me kind of upset to see teachers trying to teach three-year-olds to swing because I was like, would you teach a, a, a baby to walk by, mm -hmm. you know, or, or the teacher holding them up and letting go. Right. Like, right. <laughs> and, and the, and the teacher was trying to show them like with her body, how right. to do it. Like, I'm not, would you teach, would you tell a baby, watch how I'm walking and you can learn how to walk. I mean, it has to be so, um, it's such an internal process to yeah. get that. And I don't know if you can get that without having that, um, relationship with having been pushed right, right. and I know like right. kids can play with swings in so many ways they get on their bellies they they you know they do all get on their bellies and uh, like twist it twist it, it. Yes. Spin around. yep yeah so, so all that other kind of play is great too but and when I when I mentioned to my husband he's like I it makes me think of when I um had a friend who was blind and he just loved to like go for a bike ride with someone or get on a ski do with someone like things that he couldn't do because he couldn't experience motion mm -hmm. and pace like mm -hmm. we can. And that's kind of how it felt to me as a child. Like I could never experience flying through the air, yeah. but when someone pushed me, it was this, this, you know, such an exhilarating, joyful, you know, time in my life. I just, I just think it's, 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 uh, it's the way that we, it's a, there's a trust there, right? There's a trust. There's a learning to hold yourself up. There's a, like you said, the, the relationship and then getting that feeling in your body about mm -hmm. the back and the forth and the, and the, all the percept the, you know, all the oh. 
all the OT stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is your vestibular sense because you are changing like mm-hmm. where your center of gravity is and your core muscles have to adjust to that. Yes. Otherwise you just fall out of the swing each time it adjusts. Mm-hmm. And so that's why one, they have to hold on at, this, yeah. at that age, but you'll see a six-year-old or seven-year-old let go and just stay on the swing. Yes. Um, I'm thinking, Heather, when the tour we did last year, almost exactly a year ago, mm-hmm. um, but I'm totally spacing on the name of the, mm-hmm. the... It was a girl's name. I know. I probably have the t-shirt in that it's closet in right behind me. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Uh, but well, You keep talking. I'll look for the okay. name. Okay. So it, it's an inclusive uh, theme park, amusement park. And one of the things they had were swings that a wheelchair could wheel onto, lock the wheels, and then swing. And the person giving us the tour talked about the fact that people of, you know, there will be 40-year-olds who will get on that swing and the joy, because they have never had that feeling, Mm. because there used to not be swings that they could be on you know they um and um when you were talking i was just thinking about that right there are um yeah that that sense of it and it's not unlike we didn't even get into the part how it helps regulate you and calm you Mm -hmm. like when a baby's crying we actually do oh we're not doing video this time right so (laughs) all you podcast listeners so you rock a baby because it calms them and um, when I, so, you know, as my role, like coaching teachers, when they're, oh, this kid will not like sit down, you know, it, they're, they're always getting up and doing this and that and they have to, you know, they, they can't calm down. Like at nap time, they still have to be like, and it's like, oh, how much do they swing? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they always want me to push them on the swing. Cause often the child wants that yeah. because they can feel it inside that they need it but there's not a teacher who's willing to push them um, and hadn't used the relationship part of it before. And I will from now on, but I would always talk about, do you want to spend five to 10 minutes pushing the child in the swing outside? Or do you want to spend 25 minutes trying to get them calm down while they're screaming and throwing things while you're trying to put other kids to sleep? Yeah. You can choose. Yeah. But just so you know, you can't skip one. And then I'd even have teachers do it and like, oh, it really is working. And then a week after it's been working, they're like, oh, we don't need to push the swing anymore. Uh, yeah, right. And they're right. always doing those behaviors again. It's like, you know, and it's, yeah. I mean, I'm the outside eye. So it's easy for me to see that. They're right, right. also trying to get 19 other kids to sleep. But it's like, remember that swinging is a need. Right. Um, and I think it's like, like a teacher has to judge, juggle it, right? If she has- right. She has 14 kids and she doesn't have a lot of help. And she, mm-hmm. I mean, she might have to say, oh, I have to stop pushing now, but you can right. go on your belly. It's, but the, the whole argument that they can't do it themselves. So I don't like it. I was trying to think about that and just say like, well, they can't read either. Yeah. <laughs> and you read yeah. books to them all day. And isn't, right. That, right. isn't that frustrating when you're like in the classroom and they say, will you read this again? Will you read this again? Will you read this again? And you kind of say, oh, you know, honey, I read it two times and I'm going to have to move my body or we're going to have to gather some more children around because I'm trying to manage and the same you have to manage the swings in the same way right like you know i'll right. give you 20 more pushes and then i need to walk over to the other side of the you know playground or yeah um but there it is a it isn't 
because they can't do it themselves doesn't seem like a good argument for not liking a, a, a piece of equipment. Right. Or and we I, wouldn't feed children either for them. Exactly. Yes. Um, okay. So I've got to get in. I keep making. Yeah. Sorry. Today. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was Morgan's Wonderland for one thing. Is the Morgan's name of, Wonderland. Of the amazing Which I'm glad because it's amazing and everyone yeah, should go. If yeah. Yeah. Anywhere yeah, I had, near San I had Alice stuck in my mind and I knew it wasn't Alice, but it's probably because of the Wonderland part. But, but I think that what a couple of the things that that you guys just mentioned factor or, or connect to um cultural values like in mm-hmm. american childcare culture at least um which comes from the broader american cultural culture that one is independence versus independent interdependence mm-hmm. like our job is to get children independent as fast as they can because yep. we have this myth that all of us as grown-ups are just going through life without depending on other people yep. or that there's a moral value um moral superiority to being independent so i think that's part of it um but also the the cultural aspect that this is a place for learning and uh-huh. um so as bev boss says it's not joy isn't a factor and and right. you both mentioned joy more than once here and that's one of the reasons that it's sort of maybe implicit we probably aren't thinking i do not want children to be joyful today that uh-huh. would really ruin my day but if the only reason we can think of why pushing them on the swing might be a thing to do is that they might be happy. And we say no to that because it's not um, valued implicitly. Maybe we just need to make it explicit and start saying, why am I saying no to this? Why, why do I not value this, this experience where they're just feeling the wind in their face or, the joy of having an important adult say yes to something Mm -hmm. that they've asked for Um, because we get into these teacher scripts of get them to do it yourself is how you are a teacher and Mm -hmm. focus only on the learning elements of things quote-unquote learning elements of things and not just on fun pieces and I just re-listened to the episode you and I did Heather with Kisa Marks Mm, yeah and that there was that talk about you made a comment of it's not just being happy, like mm-hmm. joy is even more. And it's true, mm-hmm. like swings are one of those things that kids have joy. And now, because Carol's here, I'm even having that <laughs> thing of like, and part of the joy is, of course, all the dynamic physical stuff that's right. happening, all the sensory input and the interaction yeah. with the person. And it is the the underdog or push me higher the or underdog. You know, and it is funny because, you know, like they all, there were two people that worked, you know, at the, the last place I worked at that had beards and one person was 20 <laughs> years younger than me, maybe more than that. And he would do an underdog. So they just assumed everybody with beards must do under. It's like, I really can't. It's like, no, you know, schema thinking out of the It's like, it, no, really, like there's a difference. Yeah. Not, you know, not everyone, you know. Some yeah. people have shoulder injuries, but um, uh-huh. <laughs> but just that that delight of that. And mm-hmm. Carol, you were talking about all the different ways you play with grabbing the feet or, you know, um, and yeah, it's just amazing. And I would even watch, there's this one girl who just, yeah, you know, she's like 36 months, you know, like she's sort of that kind of a toddler, kind of a preschooler. And she just sees people on the swings. She definitely wants to be the teacher in the room that one of those kids, but she walks up and like, Oh, do you want to push? Uh, you yeah. know, and she's there. And it's like, you know, it's 
barely moving. Yeah. But they are having a ball. Part of the joy is you have this one-on-one connection. And even if you're pushing multiple kids, mm-hmm. when you go to push the one kid, it's there. It's a one-on-one. Right. Even if it's like, and now two seconds later, you're at the next kid and you're one-on-one. But there is something about that. And the idea of rushing that or, or yeah. you know, yeah. And I think book reading is a great example of that. The people, m- most people who grew up to be long, lifelong readers had a social connection first right because then whenever they pick up a book there is you know those neural pathways they're getting this warm fuzzy feeling from Mm -hmm. you know it as much as heather probably won't believe this the paper itself doesn't actually give that it's the memory of what you were doing when you you know interacted with that paper and that's you get to be that person with the swing because probably their parents have a harder time finding time to, you know, do that when they're at the park and they have maybe siblings or the parents just trying to take a break. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I I mean, I think there's an element of that too. The idea of taking a break that impacts whether teachers, um, whatever adults are calling themselves in the, in the program um, want to push is that they do feel like, well, we're outside now. I can, I can kind of hang back, Mm -hmm. talk to, you know, socialize a little with a coworker or, you know, yeah. not have that physical toll on my body that getting up right. and down off the floor inside the classroom has yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe is valid, but you can still, I, I don't know that a, no, I will never push anybody on the swing is, uh, should be the only op- alternative, you know? Yeah. I also um, like, like knowing, knowing the children in your class it is interesting to know their personalities with their body and space and mm-hmm. speed yeah. and the ones that are craving that and the ones that are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just sitting in the chips in front of the swing and just pushing the child's knee, they yeah. are just going so slowly and they're looking at my eyes, yeah. but I feel like they're building up their stamina for a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Yeah. Yep. Because some of them would avoid it altogether and would never swing. There are a couple in every classroom that really would never swing. And when their feet leave the ground, they feel, Whoa, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you you have to have a, a baseline of trust and safety to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Across development, that's true. And and this is sort of a, a you know, tiny little picture of, of what that might, what that might mean. Also, I just love the idea of you sitting in the chips, Cheryl, Cheryl, Carol. <laughs> sitting in the chips, sitting in the chips, sitting looking in the, in the chips, eyes and going like, eyes. hey, you know, right. you, yeah. you're going higher than you did last week. And, and it might be an opportunity because the children who are inviting you to sit and read with them might not be the same children who are asking you to push them high on the swing. Right, right. So it might be an opportunity for relationship building with a child who maybe doesn't fit your indoor ideas of relationship building. I also love the example of one way you can do that because because I what I realize I do is I um so I have like you know back issues because you know working with young children for mm-hmm. decades but right I am okay with like my arms like I can hold the chains and like lift them up high and then mm-hmm. like kind of whisper to them are you ready or whatever <laughs> or count or whatever and then I let go or yeah. you know and that's my way of not leaning over to reach where I can push. Yeah. 
that is one of the reasons the swings might have been higher because I know on one of our playgrounds, one of the swings was up high. Mm -hmm. It was about waist level on an adult. And the idea was, and it was a bucket swing. So like the younger, you know, kid who doesn't have muscle control, I shouldn't say younger because we had plenty of yeah. kids who were, that wasn't about age. Yeah. It was about development, but it meant that you were eye to eye mm -hmm. and, you know, you couldn't, well, you just gave one way of sitting down on the wood chips, but it was mm -hmm. a way to have that eye to eye also. So mm -hmm. um, and actually the playground I grew, uh, had a house across the street from for a long time had a swing where you could sit in it like a bigger person would sit in like the regular swing and it was connected to a mm -hmm. small swing you've probably seen this but the thing is when you sit in those I remember sitting with my child you know um so it must have been 17 years ago 18 years ago <laughs> uh they yeah we were eye to eye yeah and then we got that the whoosh the 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 movement you know mm -hmm while having you know, while doing that eye to eye and yeah. so it um yeah I, yeah so i just finished an eight-week term of doing our introduction to early childhood class where we talk a lot about different theorists so as i was thinking about this too i was thinking about um connections that could be made for people who need who need that kind of a mm -hmm. context but even like i think about eric erickson and his initiative versus guilt Mm -hmm. phase that he's talking about um a child wants us to push asks us to push and we say no kind of pushes mm -hmm. against that that yeah. struggle like my idea was bad um right uh and it's repeatedly bad every time I ask they always say no right right yeah um uh, uh you know uh, even even just a well um you know because I've been I've been uh twice very pregnant while I was working in early childhood programs and it's hard to push a swing when you're mm -hmm. um when you're uh pregnant sometimes and especially when you're trying to avoid early labor like I always was um and and then I can you know you can say to a child I can't right now my right. body won't let me do that right now but just, just like to have a blanket a to a rule yeah yeah just a blanket rule that we're not going to do this because of you know whatever that reason is it's not important to because, if if you're not um understanding the importance as the right. adult yeah you're the gatekeeper with it if you say yeah, eh. yeah. um and and it's um yeah like, go. like heather i think you brought it up like when children are climbing right and in climbing in trees or climbing on climbers we don't lift them we don't like put them in places where they can't get into we really work with them oh i wonder where your hand could go yeah i wonder where your foot could go it looks like you got higher today than you did yesterday and we help them really feel their autonomy mm -hmm. those physical um ways with the equipment on the furniture uh, on the playground so it is a little different because it's yeah. a swing, swing is a very unique unique um piece of equipment right that mm -hmm. that they that they can't they can play with it in many ways but they can't really pump and go high until they're about right. what would you say four and a half yeah at the maybe. earliest yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, if they do it a lot if they get the sense of motion and understand how their core muscles you know are changing in that dynamic process then they can start to coordinate the feet and has mm -hmm. same thing with bikes right where you have those kids yeah. who are biking around and those balance bikes the ones that start with the vestibular sense mm -hmm. where you have no pedals to worry about because when you pedal now you're 
um, doing, uh, you know, you're applying force in two different directions at the same time and coordinating yeah. it, right? One pedal's going up, one pedal's going down and your hands are pushing, pulling into you a little bit, mm -hmm. but not too much constantly as you yeah. do it. And when you can take that away and it's just the vestibular sense first, I used to say children didn't start biking till six, you know, mm -hmm. and now I watch three-year-olds. Some do, yep. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. right, because they dealt with the vestibular sense first. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it's huge. We know just from biology, children develop from the head down and from the inside to the outer you right. know, to the extremities. And yeah. so, so why would we expect them to have perfect coordination of their full body to be able to, to be taught to pump the swing and hold themselves steady right. and um, maintain their balance and grasp the chain or, you know, the rope right, the right. chain or whatever perfectly, um, that that's something we could just teach them to do. Right. It's a developmental progression and it takes foundational practice. Yes. And yeah. and um, support from people who understand that development. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I will say it was really hard to f even find people writing about. Yeah. The swinging besides how to teach a kid to pump earlier. Yeah. But I do want to shout out to Michigan State University. They have good stuff. They have good stuff. And they have this whole, what, two pages of benefits of swinging. But it's soothing as well as mm -hmm. fun. It's calming. It encourages social interaction mm -hmm. and development. I wish they said relationship building too. Yes. So it increases spatial awareness. So if you want to get academic about it, there we mm -hmm. go. And I do. Um, gross motor skills, <laughs> pumping legs, running, jumping. I would talk about it also the um, opposing muscles too, sure. which is really important. And then um, fine motor skills, grip strength, hand, arm, and finger coordination. Mm -hmm. child's core muscles we talked about that and it's important to remember that writing doesn't happen they give stacy no, bench. Mm -hmm. bench yep mm -hmm. core core muscles and being anchored have to happen before you can write mm -hmm. um and that it yeah then they talk about the vestibular sense but like yeah they really cover a lot of it unfortunately i mean it's great that they had those bullet points but i don't see people um you know if they do it at all it's like well he he likes it or she likes yeah. it or whatever but it's not oh my god think of all that's happening or right. even oh it's such a great one-on-one -on -one with you know like that would be the thing the what you were just talking about carol i could imagine that parent picking up and say oh you know this afternoon it was so lovely i was sitting on the chips and mm -hmm. you know pushing them in we were you know like that would be a wonderful story for the parent to hear um, when they reunite at the end of the day. I love having swings from four to five. <laughs> in yeah. We need them from four to five. And in my other school where we didn't have them, we, we got a lot of fabric panels. Mm -hmm. We, we did tie them to the trees, mm -hmm. you know, so there were, and, and hammocks too, right. Mm -hmm. Because it, we didn't have to pass all the regulatory um, standards to have the, the panels and the hammocks. And we could still get some of that at the end of the day with the children, which was so great. Mm -hmm. Right. I just realized I forgot to check Angela Hanscom. Uh, what's her book? Barefoot. Balance and Barefoot. Balance and Barefoot. I bet she has some good stuff in there because her, um, the, oh my God, Timbernook, they yeah. do some really great stuff with swinging and things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Oh God, it's it's gone. Whatever it was. 
Oh, so I, I found myself thinking as I was thinking about this and reading back through the texts we had we had exchanged about the difference between, and I don't know if people still use baby swings in childcare programs. I definitely have seen it in my career mm -hmm. a lot. And so so there's there's the difference between why we don't want a baby in a container like that mm -hmm. and and why we do want to say yes to pushing children. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought of that too. Like how the resources for infant educators talks about how swinging changes the baby's state, right? right. And it can be it can be unhealthy to leave yeah. a baby in a swing. Right. Mm -hmm. In addition to the physical development opportunities they don't get, yeah. there is that, exactly. that change them. of it's sort of an altered state that they enter and it impacts altered their state. brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good a good point that it is a temporal thing, <laughs> right? You only swing for so long mm -hmm. when they're younger. Um, and then with older kids, I was going to bring it up. I don't think I did yet. That idea that there's only so many swings. Yeah. Right. And so it often is more kids want to swing than they're, they are able. And so and whatever children can stop when they want to stop, like they're not trapped in yeah. a swing. Right. And children are able to get out. Uh, yeah. So as long as a child's able to get out themselves, but yeah, you don't put a child that uh, infant or a person who doesn't have core mm -hmm. coordination and strength in a swing and then leave them. You are interacting with them and then you take them out. Yeah. The other, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. We have our bucket swings down low so the toddlers can be buckled in, mm -hmm. but preschoolers can still get in them themselves and buckle themselves in. And then we have the other, you know, free yeah. and open swings too. But I, I think about that too, like the child who is almost addicted to swinging, like there, there, you do have to manage it sometimes like, you know, oh man, you've been swinging a long time and right. I've been pushing a long time. And, mm -hmm. and you do think like you want them to have a balanced experience. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't understand enough about why that four-year-old won't get out of the swing. And is that sort of a sedentary safe place? Mm. Um, yeah, there could be a number of reasons right? that could be one. Some of it could be that they need way more vestibular right. um, yeah. stimulation, which in that case is like make sure encourage you know the child to spin as well. Or right. to if you have inclines like going up a hill or you know, yes. you know like running up a hill or running down a hill or a slide, you know, mm -hmm. go up the slide. The other thing I wanted to mention is there's the swings that are made for um I think it's mostly wheelchair users, but other people who have like mobility issues where you aren't able to hold yourself up. Yeah. And so you get in the swing and they're often, um, they have like a raised oh, yes. uh, thing so that the person can get in. Mm -hmm. So here's, a, you know, a safety concern is when other people get into it, if their legs dangle lower than oh. that raised part and they go up, if your leg, you know, your leg is bent mm -hmm. and you hit that, it actually you can dislocate your knee. Yeah. God. Ugh. So <laughs> I'm just, that's Teeth one that dislocated I knees. I can't handle it. Today. A facilities person from an elementary school is just like, I know why we have this. And when it is someone who needs it, it's mm -hmm. great. But Super I get these like seventh graders, eighth graders, mm -hmm. like after school you know coming to the elementary school playground getting on that swing and you know it only happened once where it was you know to that point of i described but he was like 
you know so I, I, it's same thing like the bucket swing you know there's there are little things but yeah um i just want to throw that out there because it's that that's the type of risk that i hadn't thought of until right. he said that it's like well oh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's almost preschoolers probably don't have that issue their legs don't go up. their legs aren't quite that long usually yeah but i mean that's an i think for me that's an example of the difference between a hazard and a risk it is yes um and and can be handled differently like if a child yep. whose legs could be dislocated by you pushing them in that swing asks you then you your answer is well that swing no, is right. built not built for your long legs what right. else could we do you know it's not we will never push a child in a swing of any right. kind because exactly. sometimes in this one particular kind of swing yeah. with this particular leg length it can be dangerous yeah. and and i like to throw so i think of hazard like the simple definitions hazards are things that the child can't see by themselves yeah. right. but an adult knows is a problem like being in a car seat a child's just sitting in where everything around them is stationary relative to them so they don't understand the adult knows you know the whatever's that the laws of momentum uh yeah. you know that we're going 60 miles yes. an hour <laughs> we're all doing it but if i hit something and we stop going that anything not buckled in keeps going at that speed right. yeah. um but that's a hazard because a child there's no way for them to perceive it and in fact in general risk is reduced when you make the risk more obvious. Yeah. Oh, if sure. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if there's a tripping hazard, you put a bigger thing in where it is. <laughs> they could still trip over the orange cone. Right. But, but they're probably not because it's yeah, because <laughs> they you've made it more obvious, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah. Anyways, um oh I didn't mean to get so far into risk because let's go back to the yeah relationship come though, on mike well, i mean i can take us back there because i want to thank talk you more about serve and return yes um that's one of the notes i was making while you guys were were talking um because we do tend to think of at least in my experience the serve and return is is presented as solely like a language or mm -hmm. facial expression kind of situation where a child and it's usually with infants and toddlers we don't talk about it a lot with older children right. where, you know, they make some sort of attempt to communicate and you respond um, mm -hmm. in, 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 in that kind of way. But this week when I was writing, I was thinking about the way that um, setting up the environment. So I was writing about transporting, making sure the environment has lots of things that can be transported when I notice a child is exploring transportation is a serve and return. It might not be the obvious face-to-face, -face, but it's still the child puts their interest or need out there and I notice and I, and I, and I offer a return. And I, I think that's kind of where we are when we're talking about swinging. I mean, obviously there uh -huh. is some language serve and return and, and that kind of communicate communicative serve and return. But I think there's also just that idea that, you know, they, they put themselves out there and we were there, uh, yeah. that, yeah. that contributes to that relationship building and the neural connecting that happens at any age, at any right? age. Yes. It, it, it could be adult. you. Yeah. yeah. It requires the adult to be in tune and, yes. and, and are they, how are they receiving this yeah. put? Right. right. And, and consent too, even like when yep. our kids get on the, the tire swing, 
and maybe there can be two or three and they have disagreements about, I, I like to go really high and I don't want to go high or I want to spin and I don't want to spin. And then those conversations and then the adult helping them negotiate, you know, we're going to do TikTok swinging for a while or whatever mm -hmm. we want to call it. But how are you in tune to the child's needs? Yeah. And I think and swinging really helps you get in tune with who they are. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, it's a, sh yeah, there's, there's this shared thing that happens for sure. I was going to say the serve and return thing too, but it just made me think of that when the parent comes, you know, at what I now call reunion time. Yeah, I love know, that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, and you see some look on their face, like maybe they just got laid off or so you can see it. Yeah. And you just, um, I mean, we'd all do something a little different, but whatever it is, like you go over to the kid and like give them an extra hug or you, you know, like, Hey, did you want to borrow some books or mm -hmm. like, you just, you are doing that serve in return. Cause you read the parents' body language. Um, mm -hmm. and whatever you ask, is there anything I can do or whatever it is. Um, that's serve and return also, right. I guess I, uh, some of that was language too, but just that yeah. thing, even when any of us talk about that, their favorite third grade teacher, their favorite eighth grade teacher, whatever it is, yeah. it's actually serve and return. It's not the material because every teacher kind of covers, you know, yeah. the material from the class. It's yeah. whatever they did with you that and caused it's maybe the emotional serve and return. You know, yep. of course there's everything's interrelated, nothing separate. Yeah, yeah. Developmentally speaking or whatever. But I, you know, I'm thinking a parent comes in and you can tell that they're stressed and you have this specific delightful swing story. Yeah. After right. you know, you share that and then maybe the parent isn't like, oh, I don't have anything left to give my kid tonight. I'm so right. stressed out. But yeah. they know they got it from us. So to make yeah. it super specific, that's why I want to start using reunion time because yeah. it's like Sometimes say, oh, yeah, he pushed 12 kids and, you know, bit three of them. Yes. And, yeah. and oh, and we did you know swing for five minutes, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know my thoughts on the tattling. Yes. Yeah. On children. Yes. At the end of the day. Oh, man. Not okay. That's the, the article I have to use. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love the parents seeing the children in that joyful state, right? When yeah. they come pick up in the swings. And also, one of my favorite things about the job. Yeah. Yeah. I think the parents also need permission to be rough and tumble with their kids and mm -hmm. to, and even to learn our games, like learn, maybe I'm doing one, two buckle my shoe or something like that when I'm swinging the, pushing them and they're rhyming or mm -hmm. I'm doing the blast mm -hmm. or, you know, like, I, I feel like we can offer families um, some new ways to, and, and other educators, new ways to be engaged with children around swings with rhymes, yeah. games and with, yeah. um, fast and slow and regulation and yeah. giving kids some control over their body while they are sort of seeking yeah. this control super speed yeah mm -hmm. it's really great it's, just, it's a wonderful tool for for a parent or or family uh member guardian whoever whoever we're talking about here um who feels like i have to be able to justify everything my child does with some sort of educative value right um this isn't easy easy way to do that yeah. you know they're swinging and it's joyful and it's good for them and it's relationship building but also we can add all these other right kinds of things yeah. in there and yeah. you add one two buckle my shoe and they feel a little better right. because now i'm using numbers so it must be magic. yeah yeah i didn't even think about that part <laughs> but i was thinking that i love 
one of the great, we've all been teaching long enough to remember a time before cell phones, but yes. those communication tools with parents and having video specifically mm -hmm. to be able to video, like, you know, another adult videoing you and yes. the child doing that. And then the parent both can learn the song, but also see the joy and the joy between, you know, mm -hmm. the, the relationship between the two of you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's great. And it is, I think, because the child, especially... I'm thinking more toddler age um, where they, you know, like, I'm not going to try to do a toddler voice, but if they ask for one, two buckle my shoe, you know, it's going to be like Bushu or Bushu. whatever. <laughs> and the parents like, what? Yes. Yeah. Um, one, two Bushu or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and if they saw a video like, oh, is that like one, two buckle my shoe? Like in the video your teacher sent me mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. Yes. It, I've done many uh, phone videos in the evenings to parents who can't understand what their uh, child is trying to sing to them right. at home later. Yeah. Yep. This is off topic, but one of my, my first job was in a church childcare with two-year-olds and we sang a bunch of churchy songs. And one of them was, I've got the joy of Jesus down in my heart or whatever. But one of the verses we sang was, won't, oh no, it's this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. So one of the verses we did was won't let Satan it out. And we blew our finger like a candle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I had one of my two-year-olds going home and just walking around the house going, Satan, shh. And Perfect. a very freaked out mother the next day. Um, oh, you're teaching my child. <laughs> and, and you told, I told you not to tell her. Right, Ma Morgan, shh. <laughs> <laughs> she's 30 now um anyway that was sort of unrelated but uh uh carol there was one more thing i'm looking at the text exchange which mike's not involved in because he was ignoring us watching a movie i think while we were sending 30 texts oh right yeah I, I just like this. looked at my <laughs> i i probably read a few but how dare you take the night off um anyway uh one of the things you said also as a reason not to push children or that they just took the swings out because it takes up too much room and causes issues with waiting for your turn. Yes. Um, another lost opportunity. Like that's another lost opportunity for children to experience something and, mm -hmm. and learn that social skill in an authentic We don't have time to teach way. them social skills. Right. But by <laughs> God, they better behave. Right. <laughs> Or who, now I don't remember, I feel like it was probably an episode, uh, that early childhood nerd episode recently of talking about that flashcards. I think it might've been Kisa, just talking yeah. about the way you don't teach social emotional learning by here's oh. the flashcard, here's the happy, here's the, happy. Here's the sad, yeah. here's yeah. a picture of kids sharing, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, no, you have kids fighting over a swing or. Right. And... Well, it's, it's like the example I've used before where we had several children one time going up a slide and others trying to come down a slide. Mm -hmm. And it was when I was working at Purdue with all the grad students and they were all concerned and wondered why I didn't stop it. So we made a list of all the experiences, socially, emotionally, cognitively, language, whatever, that they got in that moment. And we were like, then, so which one do you wish hadn't happened? Which experience do you wish they hadn't gotten? Right. Um, the same thing can be said here with turn-taking and swing conflict. Yeah, whatever. that actually reminds me, I was hired once by a Head Start program to comment because I do a lot of stuff around conflict resolution um uh mostly you know influenced by Betsy Evans uh mm -hmm. but they hired me to come and talk about how conflict resolution is literacy development and, it, and and the reason they were doing that was because they wanted to convince the teachers that it's 
worth the time. Don't mm -hmm. correct the problem. And mostly talk, I mostly talk about that idea of an open-ended conversation. Yeah. And it's serve and return. It's very back and forth. Right. And I mean, it's like, in a meaningful context. In a meaningful context, um, the adult is really there to help calm the emotions so mm -hmm. that the conversation could be happening. And you can guide the conversation too. And mm -hmm. Betsy has a lot of great resources for that if you want to yeah. learn more. But like, <laughs> but you can also figure out your own version of it. But just that idea that if the kids can stay calm, they can keep talking yeah. and they are motivated because they really want that swing or that whatever the thing is they're arguing about mm -hmm. um and so it's like they stay in a conversation longer and they have that serve and return longer and um yeah like it's not a waste of time i guess I that, even right. when you talk about literacy yeah yeah um, i think for me it's just like um i hadn't really thought because i hadn't had swings at those really nice big like public swings that you can push kids really high in. I hadn't had them at my school for a while and just having them now and then hearing the different views on them. I just realized it's such an opportunity for us to like, to have these conversations with educators. Like what mm -hmm. if you don't, what if you don't want to push anymore? What if you're tired of pushing? Yeah. How can you handle that? And, and what are some games you can play and why are swings important and why do we value them? And how do we talk to family? It's just like, I didn't realize it could be such a deep topic. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And realizing how, like it wasn't, because I'm thinking when I lived in New York City, that's around the time New York State started like really putting all those burdens on having swings. Yeah. So the teachers that you're probably working with, a lot of them were the kids then. Yeah, mm -hmm. they didn't. And they have probably the didn't swing. They didn't have Uncle Joe pushing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd say the farther away you get from cities, where you know people are just like, they don't care about regulations. They're going to put the swing on the tree out in the front, and you know, like. <laughs> Um, it's always funny when I do trainings and I like the farther, you know, rural, rural, I go, the things around regulations, people are yeah. like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. And when I was, so I talked about having the swing set memory, um, uh, before it was just one of those old seventies metal, mm -hmm. you know, a frame kind of swing sets, Yep. but we also had a huge crayon apple, crayon apple, crab apple tree. And so the goal was to get high enough up into the branches to kick crab apples mm -hmm. off of the branches. Um, and I had totally forgotten that memory till this conversation. And I think so, that's a big piece too, is if we don't have those, we don't have our own experiences to connect to, um, it becomes harder yeah. to say yes to some of this stuff. Yes. Yes. For us, it's a, we associate it with a joyful childhood, mm -hmm. but not everyone does. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, so I definitely that's why we're also doing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely also tried to jump off of a swing in midair, you know, and landed on my back and knocked the wind out of me. So, you know, but the that took a lot of a coordination. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite and then the resilience to get up and try it again. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'd I'd had enough joyful experiences, right. but that one unpleasant experience um just became part of the story and didn't become the end yeah. of the it's story. like reading a bad book doesn't stop you from reading it just right right that's right i'm having to relearn how to stop a bad book <laughs> that's that funny. is a good skill this, to learn the swing context is is helping with that yeah um what else anything else i i we can go a little bit longer but not too much longer because steve's taking yeah. me to dinner when we're yeah oh yeah i think that <laughs> 
think it's good. I think it's just getting yeah. people to think about swings, right? Yeah. I love this topic. I, I, you know, like I said at the beginning, I didn't understand why this would be of yeah. interest, but I was willing to record because I like to record with you guys and I trust your instincts. But the more we thought about it, I was like, oh, yes, this is deeper than right. I thought it was. And, and so I think I'll just put the lens of inclusion on this. Yeah. I th- and um, I don't, if Carol could put a little more of the care lens too, but I think he's done a good job of that. Yeah. But I think with inclusion, thinking about that it really does help with um, the vestibular sense. And there's a lot of children to stay regulated or to um, have their arousal level at an appropriate Mm -hmm. match when they go back inside. Mm It, it's going to help those children be part of a classroom, you know, like the, the current idea of what a classroom looks like, Mm -hmm. even an early childhood classroom because of, you know, it's been <laughs> the pushdown. Yes. The more the more it looks like a school, the more it ex- the more children it excludes. Yeah, Ooh, and that's a whole other episode. Swings, yeah, no, yeah, Keep talking yeah. While someone I write, write that it down. down. <laughs> but so swings, you can think of it as swings are going to allow more children to feel included and feel like they belong, not just because of the swinging part and the relationship building there which is part of it but also that then they'll be more regulated when they're doing other things with their community their you know peers their adults in ways that they might struggle with otherwise um so it it actually can be a way to include children yeah and i know it's it's not a it's it's not as obvious just like it's not obvious why well how does swinging in the morning affect nap time yeah you know, it's not obvious because it doesn't happen a few minutes before, but when you start doing it, you start to notice it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, like with rough and tumble play, Mike, you're, you're the, when you walk through the playground, their kids are like, careful, careful, underdog, can you do underdog today? Or can you play right. the game? Or can you get, you know, it's like, there is this joy in this, like, Carol's here. Like, can, right. can let's do that thing. Yeah, and the I, relationship you have because you always, are the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't yep. always, you know, Carol's you the playground want, pusher. <laughs> you don't want to always put yourself in the center of their play. But I do think that that tool, the sweet, but there are certain times that's an do. invitation. If they're saying Carol's here, Carol's here, that's right. an invitation to yeah. join. Yeah. That's yeah. not an interruption. Right. In that, I think. Yeah, it yeah is. that's true. It's not like you said, hey, stop digging in the sand over there and get over on this swing 20 it's swing time <laughs> yes yeah or you or, or, or you make it all about you it's yeah, not like right. being be in the center of the world but just uh, wow that connection that they have yeah. to you right when, when you i mean for me it was chase play. right i come out in the yeah. playground Mike's here. Oh, let's, play chase. let's chase yeah, you yes. know yeah you know? and and then um yeah and then it's not me taking over the play mm-hmm. it can become that if i'm not um aware of right. what i'm doing but Right. In general, yeah, it's, it's follow that invitation and don't just say, oh, no, you're going to have to do it yourself. Yeah. Mike, I met this guy who um, has incredible, his name's Bob Burke, and he teaches in the city, but he does these incredible chase games with children. He's invented and made up all these different rules so that he isn't always the center. Right, right. And it, he does the, I mean, he was explaining one to one of them's like, he, he lets the kids between like, they're the babies. Ah. And, it captures them all and puts them in like a, a, a baby pen. And then they, he falls asleep and they sneak away and yep, yep. bad yeah. baby. And it, there's just stuff like that. That's so yeah. like, 
it integrates pretend and imagination or the monster or the baby or the mommy or the bad babies, but like all these different ways to play chase with kids. I'm going to say one more thing about that because that just reminds me. And we need a chase games uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I don't know what it is. Like it's something about sort of American cultural upbringings, Mm -hmm. but that story of Bob, I think was his name, but like, yeah, actually, almost every man I know working in that's the role out there, young children, that's what you do. And you, there's plenty of like bear, mm-hmm. um, rabbits, babies, like, and I don't know why I started doing it, but I did the same exact thing. Like, you could have been describing me, and this when this one, you know, guy joined our room, I'm like, the window is open. I hear him, you know, doing the whole thing about, you know, well, don't have any fun. And then it's like, okay, you all have to take a, we're going to do a nap early. We're going to do it right here on the playground. All these like things. I'm like, we don't know each other. Like, yeah. what is it about our upbringing that that's what we do, yeah. you know? And yet it There's is something probably in, something in the book, um, Embracing Rough and Tumble Play that I've actually, heard of. Yeah, there actually, there is about, <laughs> I talk, I talk yeah, about okay. That. Actually, there is a subchapter. Go read um, I think of it as a yeah. Never mind. Yeah, there's some guy yeah, named Mike wrote yeah. something about that. No, I think that's that's really. Um, it was just uh, funny as you described it. It's like, that's what I did two weeks ago when I was you know on the playground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we record, I'm a new starting a new job where I'm not going to be with kids for a few months. So um, my examples will be, <laughs> you know, my yeah. last workplace, <laughs> that, like all of mine. <laughs> right there we go but um, i get to have kids again in a few months so. i was gonna say episodes like this I now mean, get I infants again i generally miss um being directly with children every day but episodes like this i really miss being with children every day yeah it is good yeah okay well let's wrap this one up and i have notes for a chase games episode and the more it looks like school episode so stay tuned <laughs> excellent <laughs> um thank you both for uh coming up with the topic and then um bringing it to the podcast this yeah thanks fun. and just good to be with you at all as always Bye-bye. um and thanks everybody else for listening uh <laughs> to another episode i forgot we have people listening um to another episode of that early childhood nerd um we'll hopefully have you back again next week <laughs>